Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. I'm your host, Danielle, and welcome back to another episode of The Mom Files. All right, we are joined today by Ashley St. Germain, photographer, branding expert, and RV liver. That's pretty accurate. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So let's dive in on all of the things. Um, Starting with, well, I guess we'll talk about photography first, if that's Booleans. were photos always something, photography, something you were always passionate about? What led you into photography? Yeah. So my mom was a photographer. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I fought it for a long time because mm-hmm. my mom was a photographer, but also because um, she did the studio type setups where it would take like oh. 45 minutes to set up like a nice portrait and, yes. you know, hold still, turn your head, don't move. Um, so that did not interest me. I'm literally the opposite type of shooter and she, but luckily she documented our entire lives. Like I am one of those lucky kids who have photos from right every moment. Yeah. Because we had to take a camera everywhere. And we're talking like that's dedication. This wasn't bring your phone and document. This was having camera with film. I would, that's it's a project. Exactly. So we had pictures throughout our whole childhood. And then I actually continued that on when I left home, I document everything. I have four albums of over 300 images of, um, 2010, like just 2010 that is iPhone, but it's early early iPhone. Yeah. So I was always documenting and uh, my brother got a uh, camera for a school project when he was in high school and it had like the interchangeable lenses and the whole thing. That was my introductory to it. And he kind of taught me how to use it. And I was pretty hooked. So then he moved in with me. So we would go out and shoot and do all the things. Yeah. But I never wanted to make it a business because in my mind, I had those like limiting beliefs of like, there's a million photographers and who am I? I have no training, you know, then fast forward 2013, I had my son and I immediately started taking a bajillion photos of him. Like every other, every, every mom. And that's when I pulled out the big camera again and started getting into it. And then other people started asking me to take pictures and then it just turned into something because I also got bored on maternity leave. Right. And uh, that's how it started for me. And then I actually developed my style, which was I, I didn't think there was a market for people who wanted pictures of their kids moving, you know, of like not sitting and looking pretty and, and holding still and the kind of imperfect, you know, faces and looks and which I think social media has also helped to make that more acceptable yeah Yeah. because those are that's now what you want to see like a feed filled with are these like livable moments as opposed to that like awkward sitting on a box yes in your finest outfits and everyone's smiling and you know so it was actually, yeah, it was all very good timing that way. And the term lifestyle photography was just really starting in like 14, 15, uh, 2016. So I was able to just jump on that. And I think it could help mold 
what it was too, because you were in at the very beginning. I think so. Like it, it, I had to do a lot of research and like find special photographers doing it. Of course, like I said, now it's, it's more mainstream and yeah. people offer both, if not that, but I really love sports. So chasing fast moving kids was basically like sports. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then, then you started tweaking and getting into branding photography. Yes. So you worked with a lot of small businesses in our area and within Ottawa. Yeah, that so was a pivot you... in 2019. So I got really into building my business yeah. and marketing and branding, and I got really obsessed with it. And it was fun. And I had no one to talk to about it. You know, you, you have a couple people, but you know, there's only but nobody understands quite like another business. Exactly. My husband was really sick of me completely talking about, you know, branding colors and, yes. and ideal clients. And he's like, what? So anyway, then I discovered um, branding photography as a genre. And I got really intrigued because I, like I said, I love talking to other small businesses. I loved picking apart, like, you know, what would work for them? What would look good for them um, visually? You know, what yeah. what's part of their brand? So I jumped into that world and it was a lot of fun and it still is. I actually struggled. I went through like an identity crisis. Like, am I a family photographer? Am I a branding photographer? Cause you should niche. Right. But I am. And they're what you perfectly doing both, but they're also two like very similar, but also very different because a business owner, you want to capture the, the identity of their business and like their true character for people to relate to, which also I think is what families are wanting when you're taking their photo. But at the same time, you don't need to market a family. Yeah. And I was able to marry it because a lot of the small businesses that I work with and even bigger ones, they are parents. Yeah. Right. And they are trying to show that side of them. Yes. So it was fairly easy to bring it together. I do so many mini family sessions in a branding session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's there, especially now. And everything's at home. And they want to show they're like, you know, behind the scenes of like them in the kitchen with their family or that, you know, spending time playing games or uh, at the playground or whatever it is they're doing. All right. So then. In talking about photography, I think that it is important as parents, family photos. How often as a mom are you taking the pictures and you're never in them? That's so true. (laughs) Or you have your husband capturing that or your partner capturing that moment. And again, like all of you aren't in them. And the one thing I've always liked when booking a family session with you is, and you also are like, Hey, mom and dad, can I get a picture of just the two of you? Because I bet you don't have one, which is always accurate. Or the last one was at your wedding. Yes. Unless you shoot with me twice a year, then (laughs) Then it's our last session. (laughs) Absolutely. I only invite my husband to one session. (laughs) And I'm like, now the kids and I are going to be cute for Instagram. Thank you for your service in November. So how do you, what do you advise for parents as just little tips and tricks beyond? So maybe at home in ways to set up to get those images, but then also just in talking, why do you think it's important? Yeah, the importance of it. Yeah. This is like a mission of mine because I don't know, like, I guess it just 
beats on you years after years of taking pictures of families and like you get this like most gorgeous shot of a two-year-old like kissing a mom and you're like oh and you pass them the camera and you're like look and they're like oh my double chin yeah and I'm like I just want to beat my head over a wall because like I don't see your double chin your kid is not seeing the double chin only you are looking at that and they don't care so my like literally my messaging and a lot of even my emails before a family session is like get in the frame suck it up buttercup like these are not for you these are for them these are for them in the future like when they are older and they want to see what you looked like then or you know like they won't get to know you at this age like the little kids right oh absolutely like this is it's kind of a unique time that we live in with, with having technology on our phones where we can take photos and videos all the time. Like I didn't know my mom at like 30 years old, No, you know, and it would be really cool like to have all of that documented. Well, and even so Lincoln, I, for summer when she was a baby and I have to go back and do this for Link because poor second child syndrome. Um, but I would make like a capsule of photos for the year. Yes. <clears throat> Lincoln just found an album that I had of him with just his newborn photos in it. So we had dressed him up like baby Mario and found a retro Nintendo. And so his like newborn photos, this is before I knew you, his newborn photos are on top of this old Nintendo in a Mario outfit. So cute. Uh, Also had ones of him with a senator. Neither of his watch hockey. Why, why did I, was I like, oh, he needs the little baby hockey glove. It made no sense. But anyway, super cute pictures. He just found them in his nightstand and was like, mommy, I love these. And then he's looking at pictures of my phone and he was like, mommy, can I have that picture? And it was when I was pregnant with him. So he has all these pictures that he wants us to print so he can have a special photo book. He's about the right age for that. It's very common. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, he loves looking back at these memories and he likes hearing the stories about when he was a baby. And so it's like, now is the time. And then also hopefully it becomes almost like a habit for him or like it just, it builds something in him to love the photos. And as he gets older, I hope he wants to like look back on those moments. Yes. And it will help him with his identity. It will help him like love himself. Yes. You know, like get to see and, and see you guys loving him. Um, there's actually tons of studies of the importance of putting up pictures in your home of your children. So they can see that subconscious reminder every day of, the love you have for them yeah. Versa. yeah I've read a lot of studies because yeah it was really like painful for me to see how harsh people are on themselves like yeah. and still to this day and I get it I'm not like I don't love being in front of the camera personally like but I just think nope I'm doing this for them yeah it doesn't matter how I feel I don't have to even look at the photos no I don't have to like them they just have to exist yeah You know, I have a grandparent who passed away who hated her picture taken, like would like punch you in the face, like if you took her photo and she passed away suddenly and there's maybe 20 photos of her. And then there's no, you don't get to go back and retake them. Exactly. And, and we like, we live in a cell phone world. Like I always, so personally, I don't pull up my big camera a lot for my own family partially because it's my job. So it's, yes, you know, it's one of those things, we need to um, see other people, but I do cameras. always get the latest iPhones. I mean, you don't need to, but I do it for the camera 
because that is my main camera for documenting my family. So we always have one on us, right? Which I will get your advice after. <laughs> I need something a little better than what I have. I'm always, I'm like, they, when they announced the, you know how you can blur um, the portrait mode? Like, yes. Blur, so the technical way they're doing that is the settings on a camera that I'm constantly, there's a triangle of settings that I'm constantly trying to get the right setting when you shoot any photographer. Um, one of them is called the f-stop and the f-stop is what you can change on that photo that blur right okay and the crazy part to me that was mind-blowing because you can do it after the photo is taken like I can't do that in a camera like that technology is so minor right now but that's huge yeah it's going to change cameras soon I'm going to be able to take any picture blurry whatever with my camera and fix it later which is like mind-blowing yeah like that's a game changer it it basically makes my job easier but like anyone can do it yeah <laughs> but also like I I'm excited for it I think it's gonna be really really neat I mean I remember like calling my husband and be like oh my god you won't believe what they just did the iPhone like this is huge so every year I'm excited to see what they come out with and now having like was it three three different lenses um, yeah right and like all these different th- this year they came out with the cinematic mode like I am it's never been easier to document your life and like I said, you don't have to document it and share it all over Facebook if that's not your jam. Just document it so yeah. it exists. That's it. And I do like, like Google Photos will be like, do you want me to make an album for you? Yes. And I'm like, yeah. And you're not half bad at choosing like no, the appropriate memory. introduced me to that and how it automatically updates and stores all your photos yeah. and like, and you can still access them on your phone. I was like, okay, that's also a game changer. Like yeah. things are, things are moving, but yeah, the biggest thing is people don't like their looks. They don't like themselves, which is like a whole epidemic in itself because we are so hard on ourselves. Yes. And I definitely, I've caught myself being like, do I look roly poly in this? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want summer ever having that inner monologue. Exactly. So if I don't, then I need to stop it, which it is and honestly that was one thing my mom was always very good at she would always be like I look good and you look good I like that yeah and so we kind of grew up with this like yeah we're awesome like (laughs) you know it wasn't like it was it was still humble and you know but we didn't pick ourselves apart we didn't you know like I was always like a bigger kid and hung out with the boys but you know what we just went with you know she's big boned and she's tough yeah. Like it was never a negative, which was great. So I'm hoping, yeah, we can all learn something from that. And honestly, I always tell parents who are hesitant to get in pictures, just do it. You don't have to look at them. You don't have to like them. They just have to exist. Yeah. And I mean, it takes 20 minutes. Like yeah. It's not. Oh yeah. that I've perfected the 15 minute family photo session where I just like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. You know, we don't keep kids too long because they, they have their moments and we don't keep parents too long because they have their moments. <laughs> now you have always done an amazing job at capturing my children. Thank you. But well, thank you. It's not hard. <laughs> they're very, they're very charismatic. And but how do you advise or what are some tips that you have for parents who are trying to capture moments? Great question. Because I got some good tips. There's kids are squirmy. Okay. First off, get down to their level. If you want to take a nice photo of them, bend down, 
and don't tell them to stop and say cheese and smile unless you like unless it's like one of those moments where you're like yes. I need to get their outfit or you know it's a big deal but if you just want to capture them get down and just start talking to them that's oh. generally what I do I've Lincoln always laughs at any mention of the word but there you go. So I have lately been like cheesy butts. Exactly. And he just like bursts out laughing in like really good, like authentic laughing exactly. photos. And then I'm like at the park and it's awkward because I'm yelling about butts. Hey, I do it all the time. <laughs> I will, if especially if they put on that fake cheese face. My kids yes. do it all the time. My son has a terrible cheese face where he just like, yeah. has to expose all of his teeth. Like yes. that's going to be the, the cheese. Um, so then I just start talking to him about, so usually about something he wants to talk about, or like, like you said, making a funny joke or, um, just making some kind of awkward comment about something or like making fun of them sometimes or getting, I, I will older kids. I make fun of myself. Yes. Or I just point out how awkward it is. Like, yeah, I know this is weird. Just, yes. Just embrace it. (laughs) Don't look at your mom over there. Look at me. Um, and then with adults yeah adults is easy because I just tell them yeah I know it's weird just just look at me one second it's fine you got this um and then telling the kids to do something they usually love that as you know like dance or jump or can you make a mad face can you make a silly face because I'm really looking for that one moment but the whole thing gets them gets them going and gets them engaged and usually by then they're like can I do this can I sit here can I jump there because then they want the attention right yes which we kind of did that with Summer. I was like, <laughs> and now Summer like walks into a room and she's like, well, if I'm standing over here. Exactly. Exactly. Did you get the way my dress twirls? Honestly, though, I think our favorite photos as parents are when we catch them without them knowing. Yes. Right? Like if they're having a nice moment and you take a picture um, and, and everyone says, oh, my house is so cluttery or, you know, I don't want the dishes. Uh, I literally was at my, my sibling's house on the weekend and we pulled out our old photos because I was bringing them there to store and uh we we were like oh hey remember that like we weren't looking at the people in the picture anymore we were looking at the background and the furniture yes. and the, the the weird things my mom had on our little table that didn't go and we're like what what is that so it it's almost fun to actually capture the clutter and stuff now because 10 years from now you'll be like oh god I remember that cup like, yeah you know or I I I can't believe our cupboards were that color. Like there's going to be some really cool stories behind it. And again, it's photography is one of the very few things in the world that actually increases in value with time, which is, yeah. Right. Everything else decreases in value. Yeah. It's one of those things that increases in value. We we found a picture of our van, 1991 van, the the day my dad picked it up. Oh God. Yeah the big astro van and again we're like oh my god the van I remember the van so you know it's just it's just kind of cool to have have those memories even if they're even if they're terrible photos some of them are blurry some of them are you know I took pictures of the backs of people's heads and then printed it out and put it in an album I don't know why actually my siblings are making fun of me because I had random pictures of geese and ducks that I I mean ducks are cute but, but why did I why did I take a picture print it out and put it in our family photo albums this we didn't know <laughs> I have no idea ah oh, but that's yeah. funny yeah I have so many pictures of my mom in the early early 90s 
the like Billy Ray Cyrus inspired mullet. Nice. And I love to just pull those out to be like, why mom? Exactly. Right. But it, they're fun to have. Yes. They're super like, fun to have. Billy pulled it off. Maybe you didn't. Oh, I had some bad haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> I went through my electric phase. Like I looked like I was electrocuted because my hair just yeah. up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I have some pretty embarrassing photos, but again, I wouldn't trade them. I'm glad they exist. So that's my big thing. Parents get in the picture with your kids too. Yes. Which I mean, everyone has a selfie mode on it too. So that's right. My last family photo was a selfie. Absolutely. (laughs) Not afraid to admit it. And they now have really handy little, like, like the ring lights that you can clip right onto your phone. So then you get good lighting. Mm -hmm. So I like that like that for a moment that's actually a good tip too is if you really want a nice picture go outside or find natural light um, near a window and have your subject or kid or whoever facing the window don't put the window behind them right have them face the window and I know that's like it's a weird it's very true you'll see if you just test it you'll see or if you want to take a really nice photo of yourself Stand at a window, but again, don't put the window behind you. Yeah. Put it in front of you and then shoot your, the light will be on your face. Which I've done a lot with um, Instagram stories. I'm like pacing my house while I'm awkwardly talking to my phone. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow. You can see the light change. Yeah. But that's how you learn, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, if I stand this way, my eyes sparkle. I should stand this way more often. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you got to find good lighting and good angles. That's the secret. And this is where I will stay parked in my house forever. <laughs> I had one like little window that I did pretty much everything from because yeah, good lighting. Yes. Which I mean, since you're in my house, you can see it, but like that room there sucks. Yeah. Cause the sun's on this side. Yes. Of the day. So it's just it's always dark. It's yeah. Always dark in there, which also though I love like the the front window. So I wish that that and it would stay cooler in there. Bad design. (laughs) (laughs) Now speaking of houses, you sold yours, and now you're gonna go live in an RV and travel Canada. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I don't sound crazy at all. Um, And you have so you have two littles because five yeah Ainsley is five and Aiden is seven almost eight he'll be eight in December so eight we'll just say eight eight and five um yeah that was a quite the story and adventure uh I don't know where you want to start with there (laughs) well the beginning okay (laughs) how much time do you have let let me condense let's see um because they were so a few years ago, was it 2019 that you guys ended up in BC on your adventure? Yeah. Which was also just a funny story. If you follow Ashley on Instagram, you know that you guys are planning to go to Florida. We literally are always hitting roadblocks and then we just make the best of them and move around. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. go with the flow. So I'll back up even further, I think. Okay. 20. 17 or 18 I'm not sure which um my dad was diagnosed with a rare form of dementia he was 58 I think at the time okay yeah um wow he still has it's called frontotemporal dementia um he still has it he's in a home here in Ottawa um he's it's not what you think of with dementia it's not his memory it's his behaviors and his 
temperament and everything just completely changed. He's almost reverted to like a toddler stage. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, cause it's the frontal lobe versus Alzheimer's is the back. Yes. So anyway, he ended up living with me. I had two kids under four and him, and it was like the hardest period of my life and definitely went through some growing pains with like, not just taking care of him, but also the whole healthcare system, which is a whole other rant I could go down. Um, but we started reevaluating life because anytime you're faced with someone with like a terminal disease, you kind yeah. of, you know, you reevaluate what, what your you're priorities doing. change and it exactly. gives you a lot of reflection. It's like a whole wake up call. And we realized we were doing great. Like we had, we had cars and the house and the jobs and, you know, we, we were doing great, but we weren't 110% happy, you know, that we were making ends meet and working really hard. My husband was working like three extra jobs to like, just keep us afloat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we weren't, he wasn't home all the time. And there was just, there was just a lot of like, what are we doing? Like, really? So we ended up watching like a couple of YouTube videos of people who were RVing. And I was like, holy crap, look at these things. They're like houses. Like they're, they're ridiculous. I'd never been in one. So like, wow. And we are like, we should do that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But we should totally do that. Like sell everything and travel. Why not? Like we could figure it out. Of course, that was a pipe dream. I mean, we were, you know, knee deep in debt, knee deep in taking care of my dad. And, and we had two little kids like, but the idea wouldn't leave us alone. And we went to, we would go RV shopping every weekend. I'm pretty sure there were like wanted posters at every RV place in Ottawa because we would just go and they'd be like, you know, don't help these people. They're not going to buy anything. And we literally looked at every style, every type. I learned like class C, class A, travel trailer, fifth wheel. Like I had learned all the lingo. I had learned what brands were good. I had, I had picked my dream trailer and like, we were just living in this. It was our escapism almost, you know? Anyway, then my dad ended up in a home and we were like, okay, maybe we should really do this. And we went on one of our weekend adventures to a trailer park or to a a RV sales shop and ended up walking away with an RV. And it was one of those, like, they just got it in. It was somebody else's. It was exactly what we needed. And the price was way lower than it should have been. And again, I was a pro at this point. I knew how much they should have been, how much they were. And we bought it. So that was summer in like, I want to say 2019. And then we're like, Hey, we got to take it somewhere. Yeah. So we were like, let's go to Florida. We'll take, uh, we'll go in December and we'll try it. We'll see if we can live in it. And we get to the border at 11 o'clock at night and they're like, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't come through because your husband has a, as a record. We're like, excuse me. And yeah, he had a he had a break and enter from when he was 18 years old. He's much older than me. So we're talking like, I actually think it might've been Barb's born really like it, it. <laughs> we were like, are you kidding me? And like this guy, this, this, this cop guy, he border agent thought he was a cop. He had his chewing tobacco, his yeah, Trump was... poster in behind. Oh, it was actually very scary. Um, so oh. we ended up getting turned away and we, I assume he has been to the States. Like oh, wait, we were, that we were in moment. New York City in May. Like, 
We went for a weekend away, just him and I, in the previous May. We had been so several, just several times, several times. Somebody. It was just bad timing. Who was on a power trip. That's right. It was bad timing. Oh. It was, and honestly, I, had, I t- took customs in college. Like, I knew all of this stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, we just got a guy who was there at 11 o'clock at night. And maybe it was his first day. Like, he was yeah. just, you know, but he, he was using a lot of intimidation tactics. Like, it was... He was like, you know, I could lock you up. Like, it was very, like, surreal. But, like, also... Our kids were asleep in the truck, and we were like, can you just let us go on vacation? Like, like a hardened criminal isn't crossing the border no. with their little people. No, they didn't search us. Like, there was no, like, like, they were just like, no, you're not coming in. And it was crushing. So, literally, I think it was, we were there till about two in the morning at the border. Like, it was, it was a long process. Cause I kept saying, don't let them actually deny you. Cause I knew this, don't let them deny you refuse entry. Like we'll go back. And yeah. they were like, no, we already started the paperwork. So honestly, it was just one of those bummer things. And uh, so we went, we went back to Canada and we found a hotel at like three in the morning and just stayed there with the kids. And then the next morning we're like, Hey, what are we going to do? And we're going to go home with our tail between our legs or like, figure it adventure. out so we decided to go out west which is double the miles and you're going through mountains and it's winter yeah so there was like a whole lot of we don't know what we're doing but and you're going to florida so like you have bathing suits packed oh yeah we had clothes. all of our summer clothes so what we did was we were in like cornwall area so yeah. at the hotel i think we stayed in brockville came back to arm prior at our house switched out our gear yeah and headed yeah and and literally just took off and honestly our winter stuff we didn't even buy very much because I was like we're not going to be here yeah for winter we'll be back and we'll just buy some secondhand stuff for the kids so I had hardly anything but yeah we we ended up going up there for the winter to Banff and had a blast it was amazing even in winter and you know what I learned very quickly we can definitely survive in a small space because like in winter you can't just hang out outside no, like you're you can your in summer so we learned very quickly like yeah we can do this together this is great um when uh then we decided we're like we're going to come back in the summer and experience this place in the summer and I said well why don't we leave the RV here like why bring it all the way home to bring it all the way back right so we left it in Calgary at a like a storage facility and then we went back home so this was now I think we got home just after New Year's Okay. So January, 2020. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yep. you're not going anywhere. Yep. Ever well, again. Then, <laughs> then I booked our, I booked our spot in Banff again for the summer, for July. So in okay. January, then March hits Oh. and the pandemic hits and we're yeah. like, okay, so we don't know if we're going because now we're, now our RV's there. So we're like, okay, maybe. So we're trying to like, do we go pick it up? Do we just bring it back? Yeah. So they had canceled. Is out of Ontario? Exactly. Exactly. So they had canceled all of the reservations um, at the park up until I think it was like June 23rd or 4th or something like that. Ours was for June 28th. So we were like, okay, they're not canceling. And this is when June was when things started to open up. Yes. So we're like, okay, I guess we're going. So we called, we called all the provinces. We called everything. Like, what are the rules? What are this and that? And it's also four, five provinces between Ontario yeah. and BC. All of them, but BC. <laughs> so, 
So we drove through Manitoba, then Saskatchewan, then Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. BC. Yeah. So the the big one was Manitoba. You were not allowed to get out of your vehicle. Like if you got out of your vehicle, basically you had to quarantine. So luckily so Manitoba was not get huge. Gas? You, you were allowed to get gas. Okay. Yeah. You couldn't like go into a town or anything. You could stay on okay. the highway and get gas and go to the washroom. Although mm-hmm. nothing was open. Manitoba was like pretty well locked down. Okay. At this point, Ontario did not even have masks mandated when we left. They were mandated when we were out there. Yes, because Ontario, mm-hmm. we're slow on the... Uh... Exactly on the uptake of many things. So it was, it was a very interesting time. And we felt like we might be judged a lot for going out there in the pandemic and, you know, all this thing, all these things. Um, but luckily, like, well, not luckily, it just, it really works out that we were actually more isolated out there than here. Like, yeah, honestly, we barely saw anybody. We didn't know anybody like Pierre was our designated going and get groceries person. Mm-hmm. Um, anything we did was like on trails and hikes and stuff. Like, you know, we, the, the campsites were smaller, like they didn't allow as many people in. So it, it actually felt very safe. When we got back here, I actually went through a, a claustrophobic kind of like yeah. moment of like, whoa, like, well, especially in, I would say in our area as well, because we didn't have the numbers that other people had, like you would go to a park and you would see lots of people out and about Yes, that if you've just been in a very secluded area and all you're also all we're ever hearing on the news is how terrible everything is. Yes. That it's very much a shock to all of a sudden be like, oh no, we're out and about and there's people everywhere. Yeah. The people are about. I went through a very like, whoa, what is, yeah, and not touching anything and just, you know, but also it's very close to the virus in the sense that my dad's home had a huge outbreak. They were one of the homes where the military went in. And I was still allowed to go in there. Um, I was tested every time. Like I had to, I had to get a test every week. So I knew all the time if we had it or not. Yeah. Um, and I, I was in there with the virus in there. Like I had the full PPE and I was like, which is also scary. Touch anything. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was a very surreal kind of experience. Um, it definitely is real. Like, yeah, people are like, oh, the, you know, it, it, nope. I'm telling you, I was in there. <laughs> like, again, yes. whole other rant, but yeah, I have dealt with the virus, like, coronavirus like pretty hands-on my dad's nurses had it a couple of times like they went through they literally have had it twice which is scary yes and I think also so my sister is is a nurse um and I remember when like sort of COVID first came out and they were like well once you have it you can't get it again so that's definitely yeah and then you realize oh no people are getting it a second time your body is still weak from the first time. So all of a sudden getting it again is scarier. And, and then how frustrating it, I get, so I'm assuming it's very frustrating for people in healthcare when you see people not following guidelines or rules or restrictions. Yes. And they were working so hard, like his nurses and, you know, and especially in, in a home like that too, mm-hmm. because you know how much your residents need to see and be with their family and loved ones, but also you need to keep them safe. Yep. Well, we weren't allowed in there for the better part of a year. Yeah. So nine months, I think. Like the and it was precious time. Like we were losing precious balance. Time. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, we ended up loving it, and then with that whole 
you know, 2021 came around and the market went nuts, the, the housing market, which I didn't see that coming, you know, and I will never understand how we have some of the highest unemployment rates. Everybody <laughs> has lost their job. Yeah, all of a sudden my house is doubled in value. Who has the money to buy my house? It, <laughs> Nobody's working. It, I don't it's know, but so confusing too. We were gonna we we thought, you know what, let's go for it. Like the the I, I remember I think it was May, the beginning of May. I have a little notebook and I wrote down like okay, we're going to launch May 1st of 2021. Like that was our date. Oh, and we had stayed at a trailer park. When we got back from our trip out West in the summer, we stayed at a trailer park in Ottawa just for a week or two uh, through a, a, someone I met off Instagram. It was like, hey, we're here. If you want to tour our RV, because they renovated it. Yeah. And we went, checked out their RV and they were like, yeah, you should stay here. It's fun. And it was 15 minutes uh, to PR's work and 15 minutes to my dad. So we were like, great. Perfect. Yeah. So we stayed there for a couple of weeks. And then he said, do you want to stay here next summer? Like you just put down a $300 deposit and we were like, okay. So we, we put down the deposit and we're like, all right, we're moving out May 1st next year. So we knew our timeline. Like yeah. This was September. So we knew our, our timeline of getting out and our plan was to rent out the house for a year. So okay. you know, was I was going to ask this our backup her. plan. Oh yeah. We were going to rent it out. And then the, the market went nuts. Our plan was still to rent it out because now we could rent for even a little bit higher. And it was mm -hmm. slightly, it was, it was having a bit of income. And literally, I think it was like two weeks before we were um, moving out. So it was like middle of April. And Pierre just looked at me and said, why don't we, why are, why aren't we selling it again? And I said, because I want to make a good profit on this house. This is our retirement plan. I want to make a good profit on this house in 10 years. And he was like, well, what do you think it'll be worth in 10 years? And I told him and he said, it's probably almost worth that now. Yeah. So we called Wendy, who is my sister's mother-in-law and basically a family, close family friend for 15 years. And she said, it's a great time to sell if you're not looking to buy. If you're yes. looking to buy, it's not a great time to sell. And we're like, no, we're going to live in the RV and, you know, who knows where we're going to end up. But, you know, and she said, yeah, like there's no better time like yeah and she's like I'm not saying that I wouldn't steer you wrong and we had actually called her the year before and asked her if we should sell and she said no so May 2020 we had okay her. she said no and that was when the market was just starting to get yeah. hot and then so this is a year later April 2021 and I don't think anybody in real estate expected that it was still going to stay this hot yeah. like I think we at this point have developed a new norm Oh, I, that's exactly what she said. The, the prices aren't actually going to go down. They'll, the market will cool down a bit, but it's not going to go back to, yeah. you know, we are now at these prices and yeah. this is what it is. So, and you know what, it, it made more sense for us because we were able to pay off all of our debt, which, uh, and like pay off our, our trailer and everything. And that really brought peace to my husband because he was really worried about that because he didn't want to leave his job without, Oh yeah. You know, having all this debt and, we are still able to collect enough to put aside for retirement and put some into investing. And yeah, it's just, but you know, we are literally nine days away from leaving and it, it feels, I mean, we've been living in the RV now since May, which has been great, but leaving and actually starting the travel process and, and walking, he, he just left his job two days ago and me walking away from all my clientele and my friends and family and you are coming back in the spring and I have that are. in my book <laughs> yes we are but it it just feels very like 
now it's scary. Yeah. Like, you know, they say like the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Uh And right now we're just, we're trying to trudge through that fear. Like, yes, keep going. You're already here. Like it it is what it is. Push through. But at the same time, it's scary as heck. Absolutely. And, and, you know, people are like, oh, two camps, either you're completely crazy or you're really brave. I think it's both. It definitely both. I look at it like I have been fairly locked up with the three residents and cat of my household since April. And if our house was smaller, I might kill them. And I love them. (laughs) And and you're going to take it on wheels. Yep. So. Yep. Pretty much. I'm like, I, I, it sounds like such a fun adventure. And then I'm also like, could I do it? See, I think, I think it is like, and this is something we've talked about because we want to document everything and, and have our podcast and have our, our Instagram and everything and show people. And I said, it's not to show people that they should do this. Cause that's, to me, it's, it's a special person. Like, and when I look in our history, we got married in Nova Scotia as a family road trip on a whim. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of been our personality. We decided to go out West when Florida got shut down for us. Like we just have always been that personality of like adventures and adventure. We'll figure it out. You know, we like the obstacles. Um, Is it hard? Yes. You know, are there difficult parts? Absolutely. Do I love everything about it? No. Would I live in an RV if we were stationary? That's the real question. No, I would not. If yeah. we were just staying in one trailer park, never leaving it, that is our home forever. I want bigger. Yeah. But it's the travel aspect that I want. And, and I mean, how amazing for your kids that they're going to see all of Canada. Yeah. Like we have such a beautiful country. Exactly. And they're, they're going to get to experience it where their peers probably. Well, Aiden, Aiden is already like they're, you know, grade two, grade three, and he's virtual learning, which honestly at a pandemic, that was really helpful for us yes. because he can now virtual learn on the road instead of me trying to jump into being a homeschooling mom. Yeah. So that's really helpful. And his teachers have been fantastic. And so is Ainsley's. Um, so he'll actually stay on the same school board that he's in now um, while we're out there. But anyway, um, they're learning about Canada right now in social studies. And already like Aiden's doing a project right now in Thunder Bay and he's able to talk about it because he's been there yes you know and, and how fun for his classmates too because well, he's we'll be making be, videos yeah he has a mom who can take a really good picture <laughs> right so yeah like having having all these things like we took them to Drumheller and the dinosaur park there and you know seeing where the dinosaur bones are buried and they get to connect the books to the real yeah. thing which I think is really neat. And eventually, I mean, you know, I would love to get out of Canada eventually, Costa Rica and you yeah. know, Europe and like take the kids and teach them. Yes. And then the world. Let's do an essay and, you know, actually see it. Yes. And honestly, I had a, a small town and so did you. Like we grew up, you know, in our small towns and we yeah. didn't leave really. Right? No. Well, I was the first person in my family really to leave. And Ottawa was a scary the big thing. city yeah yes I remember my first year of college every time a blonde person was like missing on the news oh my, my mom would be like is it you yeah and and I mean there was once when I like had classes and didn't answer my phone and she like called my neighbors 
who I didn't talk to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> to be like, I remember I met you the on moving day. <laughs> like, I don't talk to that. Like, I'm not cool enough to hang out in the video it. game room. That's just it. Once you, you get once out you get there, out, yeah, you get to see what's out there and you get to bring that into your experiences. And oh, that, it's gonna be a it's gonna be fun. I'm I gonna miss so. you though. I know. <laughs> it, it's just honestly my biggest message to people is like you don't have to do something that big or scary but you you have to have a big goal in life or like something you're chasing because if not like something to strike passion yeah you you do though like I've always had that and it's 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 it creates meaning in your life right and it brings everything together and it just when you're happy and it's sparking joy (laughs) uh quote Marie Kondo then um everyone else it yeah. has a ripple effect what would be the biggest lesson you have learned in downsizing and going on this um, making the commitment to the adventure that's a great question I don't know if this will be the right answer or not because there's been so many for me I was like a hoarder like totally uh, of memories and yeah and sentimental things uh I have but also it is your books. is your business to like capture yes. the memory and hold on right hold on to that and memory. I, I wonder if they I like would legit love to get counseling to see if that's where it stems from because like I keep I keep a lot of sentimental things and that's been really hard for me to physically let go of for sure um also I have learned my kids have really surprised me that was, I didn't see that coming. Um, I packed up all their toys and put them in storage thinking they were going to ask for them or get upset or sad. Nope. Haven't asked for them once. They share a tiny little bunkhouse with like two baskets of toys. That's it. Which I think is as parents, then we also need to remember like our kids need so little, yeah. they just need the, like they need love they need to feel comforted and secure. And I mean, they know that they're about to go on this fun adventure. And at the end of the day, mom and dad are with them. And that's really all they need. Yeah. And I mean, when we came back from one of our trips, like my kids were in their rooms and stuff. And I felt so far away from them. Like I didn't know what they were doing or where they are. Like when you're in a smaller space, you're, you get to know them. You get to know their personalities. Like I can tell when they're agitated and need to go outside and play. I can tell when they need quiet time or they need to be separated. Like, okay, you've had too much time together. You know, you need to to have some, some different time. I can tell when they need um, extra mom time, you know, that one-on-one time, even like I, those cues really became very clear to me when you're, when you're with them more and when you're in a smaller space and I'll never regret I don't think anyone will regret spending more time with your kids now, you know? which I think is when, um, when I reflect back and I, and I've said this before where I almost feel guilty that my COVID experience has been such, I mean, knock on, I don't even know if this is wood, but, um, yeah, <laughs> that I was forced to slow down and spend time with my kids yes. and make new memories and, really truly observe where they are who they are and then figure the rest out as opposed to that like go 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 lifestyle yeah which I now know I don't like yeah you, you, it, it kind of forced everyone to reevaluate yeah and you know it, it that I think even the pandemic is what pushes really over the edge to 
you know what, let's just do this now. Like, yeah, let's not wait for the pandemic to end. Let's not wait for this and that. There's always going to be an excuse. Yes. You know, you kind of just have to jump eventually get out of the deep end, into the deep end, not out. (laughs) But there's something with the deep end. Yeah, some some deep end thing. There's always like a reason to not or a reason to wait. Like right now, my business has never been busier. Like I am just insane right now. It's a terrible time to leave. (laughs) But now we get to share you with the rest of Canada. Yeah. And again, it's, it's just one of those things that doesn't matter. Like, no, we're, we've made this. Can we make like a pipe dream moment right now? You're going out to BC. I need you to contact Jillian Harris and like you are going to do photos for Jillian Harris that would be really cool on their cute little farm somewhere in is it Kelowna yeah this I is a, this is why we're putting it out there I mean if that's your manifesting for me yes that would be so cool oh my god yeah so that's honestly there are so many companies but, out in BC that I would love to don't film. forget as little people of when you're hanging not. out with I'll be back if you're listening to this when it comes out, I will be back spring 2022 for sure. My sister's getting married and I'm in her wedding. So, so you have to be. I have to be here. My dad is also still here. Yes. So as of October, I mean, we are trying to move them. So, but we've been trying to move them for three years. So I'm not holding my breath. Such a process. Yes. It's not easy. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm definitely coming back to the Arm Prior area in the spring to do Christmas minis. No, spring minis. Uh, I'll be doing spring minis here and then um, some branding shoots that I've already set up. So okay. yeah, I'm definitely coming back. And my end of school honest portraits. I have to do the beginning of school year and the end of school year. Yeah, you have to finish it out. Do you want to play a game? Yes, I'm terrible at games. And this is a fun one. one. I think it's fun, really. I just force people into it. <laughs> what superpower do you wish you had? Are they supposed to be like lightning quick? A little bit. Okay. Superpower. Oh, fly. I want to fly. I was like, you want to be a fly? No, I want to fly. <laughs> that would be, but that yeah. would be Honestly, at, right from a kid, like I loved birds. I had six birds. I wanted to fly. I totally would fly. Yeah. I, um, I like the the prospect of getting places faster if I were flying. I'm terrified of birds. Oh my god! I grew up with a lot of yeah. chickens. And oh, chickens scare me. They're different birds. Well, they <laughs> they they, they are. And it's funny because summer. If you're vegan, don't listen. But summer will be like the only good chickens are dead. Nice. And I'm like accurate because it's really scary. But um, also sometimes they poop on you. And that's gross. True story. Who do you look up to? Oh gosh. Right now, oh, I don't want to tell them. <laughs> uh, right now, my brother and sister definitely they've been a guiding force in like helping me make these decisions or keeping me on track when I'm second guessing myself and having those freak out moments. Aww. Yeah, don't tell them. Okay, <laughs> they're young. They're both younger than me, so <laughs> go straight to their head. Gotta keep that score. Who, oh no, learn how to read. Would you accept a one-way ticket to Mars? No. (laughs) No, I'm not leaving this earth. I'll fly, but I'm not flying to Mars. (laughs) Is life fair? I don't ask me that. No, that's such a terrible question. 
Okay, so my truthful answer is no, because when I quickly think of that, I always think how unfair it is that my dad got sick because he was literally like cliching one of the nicest people and like ate super healthy, didn't drink or smoke, you know, um, would do things on the weekend for other people. Like he was just that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think you can overcome things and you just have to deal with what you're given and push through. And I think obstacles and adverse adversity make us. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't like excuses to stop us and hold us back. I like to figure it out yeah. keep going or and it's the experiences that make us who we are yeah and sometimes it's somebody else's experience that right is, a, is some sort of building moment and you know it's not fair that he got sick but it is what it is uh-huh. we will do the best to take care of him and you know keep him happy and and like not keep him happy but you know um give him a good life yeah right and you know if he didn't get sick would I be where I am today I don't think so it was a real shock to my system. Yes. So I, I, I've always been in the camp of like balancing everything happens for a reason to you create your own destiny and you need to push for yeah. what you want and go after things. So and somewhere in the middle of all that is life. <sighs> so no, life isn't fair, but it is what you make it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I get that on a t-shirt. Make that up. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you laugh out loud? Oh, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> oh man definitely my awkwardness yeah <laughs> anytime I'm awkward I just start laughing yeah uh, and I'm then obviously say. my kids and any I don't know lots of things life is about laughing yes I like I like some laugh lines what is the first thing you notice about someone when you meet them and you meet a lot of people I do meet a lot of people uh I don't know I don't notice their looks because I'm actually terrible at remembering people's <laughs> looks I don't remember their names as well <laughs> I'm gonna say I can tell if they're really nice I can get a good vibe I can tell someone's vibe oh I like that yeah I can I, I like usually that. can tell if they're like, like your superpower I can tell if they're self-conscious or if they're gonna be comfortable I, I have to usually adapt especially if I'm taking their pictures I yes. usually have to adapt to what kind of like person I need to be to, to get them to open up. Yes. So you can like read energy. Yeah. I can you kind of have to. This is the last one. Oh, this one's, this is a doozy. Oh, great. I know. Great. <laughs> Who picked Bring it these? on. Are humans better at creation or destruction? Oh, that's a terrible question. I know. <laughs> Why am I 50, 50 with everything? We're very deep here on the mom. Legit. Like, Oh man, I would like to say creation. I mean, the people at Apple are good at creating. Well, then, like, like Elon, yeah, Musk is on talking about, about humanity. Like, I mean, it's if you look at the world and where we started from thousands of years ago. Yeah, it's pretty insane what we've come up with, and you know, we can fly planes. Like, that's yes. still like that's remarkable. Right? Also, if you look at our climate situation exactly. and how we're destroying the planet, it, taking it all back. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to say anything to get him in trouble, but my brother works for Environment Canada and oh. the stuff he knows, it's not good. No, it's not good. And 
So yeah, we're pretty destructive. Yeah. In the name of money and the economy. Well, there's that. (laughs) Way to put me on the spot. I think that it takes all sorts of people to make the world go round. And there are those who create beautiful things. And then why are all these answers 50-50? I don't know. Give me a black and white. We'll just have to take the Mars questions. Black and white. I was like, nope, I'm not going to Mars. Mars. Couldn't pay me enough money to go to Mars. I'm good. Yeah, where can people find you? Well, loaded question again. Yes, on the road. Let's just let's just do the high five to happiness. So we started an Instagram account, high five to happiness. I think there's periods in there. High five, period two, period happiness. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can link. Yes, I link link to all of the things. Just go to Danielle's mom files Instagram, and I'm sure I'm in one of those posts. (laughs) Or or stories or something. Um, my my business side of it, the photography side is Ashley St. Germain, uh, Ashley dot St. dot Germain. I'm so good at knowing my own Ashley St. S T. Yeah. Dot Germain. There you go. Um, yeah, but that's it. You can, I don't know, send me a message. Like I like to talk to people. Yeah. Especially on the I'll road. link all the things. Yeah. I'm a good linker. That's right. Linker of things. And if you listen to this whole thing, awesome. Like, <laughs> send me a message just for that because that's impressive. Thank you so much for joining the Mom Files. Fun. That's this week's episode of the Mom Files. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Show us some love by subscribing to our podcast and follow along on Instagram at danielle.delaney613 or visit the blog at littlesummerv.com. Thanks for listening.